Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, beautiful people out there, make sure you're listening in this hour. Your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to see one of Clint's favorites, Cody Johnson, uh, at the Houston Rodeo Friday, March 17th. But you got to be listening during this hour, the 3 o'clock hour at any point. Uh, You're going to be listening for the cue to call in, and then you'll have a chance to win a four-pack of tickets. Also, in the 5 o'clock hour, a chance to win a four-pack of tickets uh, to see Cody Johnson at the rodeo, so make sure you stay tuned. Great documentary on Cody Johnson out there, Actually, the I'll, you know what? I'm into docs. Let me, let me check it yeah, out. There's where's a great you, documentary on on, uh, on Cody Johnson out there. Quick Watch. I think there's only a couple of episodes. Quick Watch. It's uh, it's pretty solid. Um, t- shoot, us, shoot us a text, 713-572-4610. Your favorite Cody Johnson song. I don't know if you're going to win tickets or not. I'm just curious to know what all – what all uh, your, your top three? Your, what do you what do you think people are going to yeah. send in you to? Ooh, top three. I mean, I don't know. Like the, got... the, just think about the popular ones that people. Are I gonna know send. my favorite's "Wild as You." Wild as you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my favorite. But do you think that's going to be? One yeah, that it's, people it's are a popular in? one. Wild yeah. as you. Uh, with you, I am. With, with you, you, I am. No question course, about easily. it. Um, <laughs> he said easily. That's one I'm um, going to go with too. <laughs> I don't know, man. Dear Rodeo. Dear Rodeo's Dear good. Dear Rodeo. Is that the three right there? You think? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I don't know if I'm co-signing with Tyler. Ooh, you do think those two? You I, said I, Dear I, Rodeo. I would go. I, I think. I think the ones that are going to get in the most, Dear Rodeo with you. I am. And then, ooh man, the other one is, and I'm probably going to forget one, but I would say, which I'll go with my favorite it is nothing on you. Nothing on you is what I was going to say. That's a good one. Nothing on you. We'll see. You can Texas figure that one out. So you can figure that one out. <laughs> Nothing on you. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Text in your favorite Cody Johnson song. Somebody text in half song. Mm. I'm looking at Texas kind of way. Will be a, will be a good one. Um, Cowboy and me. Someone text in. It's a good one. Dan- That's a good one. Dancer home. Damn, man. Kojo just pumps out hits, man. Kojo. Okay, I like it. All right, somebody else who pumps out hits, Nick Casario. Nice. Uh, Nick Casario's at the Combine, and uh, he talked about potentially the scheme and using multiple uh, multiple wide receivers, multiple 
positions, multiple defensive backs. This was him speaking about potentially the scheme we could see next year for the Texans. Yeah, it's a space game, and it's really it's a it's a multiple receiver, multiple defensive back game. So I don't know what the percentages are. You guys probably look at it. It's probably around seventy percent nickel defense. So nobody plays base defense anymore, right? So how do you handle the different personnel groupings? So you're trying to defend space horizontally and vertically, and teams are really doing a good job of say implementing some of the concepts in college to our game. So trying to stay ahead on some of those trends. The league's constantly evolving, and I think you, we, we have to evolve at, at our end as well. So how we evaluate players, what we evaluate, what we put, put a premium on, all those types of things are relevant. You know, I you created first, a new word, Joe. What? Horizontally. Ooh, did he? Yeah. Mm. See, when, I, when I'm listening to that, the first thing I'm thinking is, was that what we saw last year at all? What he described. You know, attacking horizontally, defending well. Like, did the Texans? No. What are you doing? I'm just. What, what, I mean, what are you doing? I'm just here? looking at it. Did the Texans? Oh damn! Is so- that something? He said that's how the game is played now. Is that the way they played and defended well, last year? No, you know the answer to that. Uh, look, here, here, I, I think there's. So I think I think it's very simple. So no. Like, <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's just they did, no. The the the, tried, the right. interesting thing about this this scheme talk with Nick is. He says it's a DB and a wide receiver league, right? Spread offenses. So now the defenses have defenses have adjusted, and they're they're playing seventy percent. I think is the percent he put on on nickel defenses. And so is Nick talking about? All right, we got to stretch teams horizontally, vertically. We've got to have receivers to attack. Or is Nick talking about stay ahead of the curve with? All right. We're going to counter the trends in the NFL mm. by running the football and being the more physical football team, sure which is D'Amico's back. Well, that's D'Amico's background. That's 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 the all the guys that he hired. That's their background. Is is to be, uh, you know, you you take advantage of the fact that the league is 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 practicing the majority of the time against spread formations against you know in a nickel package and then you make them play you make them play outside the norm and if you're really 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 good at it you you got something you got something that you can cook with we'll see i don't know exactly what nick means right there but when when he described it that sounded like the san francisco off like offense attacking uh, horizontal attacking different yeah, but ways you can, i mean different. you you can argue that brandon Ayuk is the only real receiver that they have in that offense I mean that that's called a ball in the last two years anyway. I mean I know they, I know they got some other guys, but you I mean like like a wide receiver DB. You can argue what what San Francisco does is they are structured to physically abuse teams that play a, a fifth and sixth DB all the time, and they do it well. Uh, I, look, I I don't I don't know I don't know how much like I don't know how much Bobby Slowick, Nick Casario. And D'Amico Ryan's are going to be able to build that kind of offensive roster. I, I, I don't know. I know it's going to take some time. I don't yeah. know how they're going to find those guys to do that. I, I'm just saying. One, I love the scheme talk from from Nick Casario. I love when he goes into that mode and, and talks about kind of how they're going to build this team out or how they want to build this team out. Um, but it is interesting how how are they going to attack the the ever changing league? Is he going to be are they going to try to be really good at the things that he's talking about as changing? 
or are they going to try to stay ahead of the curve and be more physical and be more run oriented and be and be more of an in the box type team than the rest of the league? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. see. I, I, I hope. I like to me if they're bringing in Bobby Slowick and company, I'm hoping that they are attacking like that that Niners offense, which did everything that he said. Yeah. Defensively, hey, I don't care what it is. If you if you try to play defense the way you did in San Francisco, I'm about it. That seemed that number one. That was the number one defense that seemed to stop things. I hope this doesn't turn into the Tennessee Titans or um, or a team like this attacking like that running the football because it feels like that has a ceiling uh, uh, to me. Uh, but oh God, I, I hope it doesn't either. They just fired their offensive coordinator and hired <laughs> Tim Kelly. Uh, I hope not. So, I just hope I hope they. Ain't, they ain't trying to zag, zig, and zag that way, uh, coming from from what Bobby Slowick and company uh, uh, understood and was taught. So we'll see what happens there, but uh, kind of gave a glimpse into to potentially how they're going to look to attack the lead. Big three and three, number two. Damn it, Clint, this one hurt me, man. The, uh, the Washington Commanders, defensive tackle Deron Payne, uh, he is uh, the first player to get hit with the franchise tag. Uh, he is projected to be, uh, and I'm guessing they're going to probably try to try to do a long-term deal with him, but he'll make just under $19 million on this fa- franchise tag. And the reason why this one hurt me, like I- I'm looking, you know, in free agency, we understand the draft or whatever. To me, the two p- most important needs, for me, needs for this team is quarterback and a, and a game changer across the defensive line. I think, to me, that that's it. And I think they can get one of them in the draft, at least potentially at that two spot. But, boy, Deron Payne would have been something huge if they could get their hands on Because I think outside of quarterback, man, hell, not even, not, I think D-tackle outside of quarterback is the most uh, important position of need for the Texans. I'll agree with that wholeheartedly, show. And, and given D'Amico Rines is the head coach, you, you, you can argue that it's the most important if we're being completely honest. I mean, I know I know the, the uh, I think the 30,000-foot view is, boy, any organization that doesn't have a quarterback, yeah, but if you take, take let's put all things into consideration. What, in, in a year, in a year or two years' time, what better be 100% significantly better and, and ultimately the strongest part of this football team? That's the defense because you hired a defensive-minded head coach. An interior defensive tackle position is an absolute game-changer. To me, right, you know, out, outside of a, a lockdown corner, which those are few and far between, the defensive tackle, interior pressure, being able to push the pocket inside, stop the run inside, it is the quickest way to impact a game. It's no longer the defensive end, the rush end, the outside linebacker. It's the defensive tackle. And so I, I'll still forever always put a quarterback above, obviously, a defensive tackle. But yeah, and I do. When, when you look at what this, this organization is primed and ready to get the most out of, it, I feel more confident in saying a defensive tackle will be used to the fullest and be able to produce uh, at whatever level, whether it's a high-dollar free agent like Deron Payne, which obviously is not going to be him because he's franchise-tagged by the, the Washington Commanders. But if it's a high-priced uh, a free agent acquisition at the defensive tackle position or it's a number two overall pick and you take Jalen Carter out of Georgia, I, I believe that I feel comfortable in saying – I believe that guy would be in really good hands to to produce at an extremely high level this season, not two years from now. Well, I mean, let's look at them. Like, it, 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 we look at D'Amico and what they had. They had Armstead 
in San Francisco. He was a big key. They drafted uh, the kid from South Carolina a couple years ago early. Kinlaw. Kinlaw, yeah. And before that, they had uh, they had Buckner, who is in Indy right now. And then you look at what uh, and what Robert Sala has in New York, who just came from with uh, Williams in the inside, who was a an All Pro this year. Like that, we think about the linebackers, but that position is important. Listen, I like Malik Collins a lot. But I don't like he's not a game wrecker. He's a starter. Like he he's looked really good here, but boy, they need a they need a problem up up front. They need somebody where they gotta feel like we gotta we gotta do something with him. We gotta block him with two. We gotta take we can't let him wreck the game. And they don't have that at all. And it is shown, and I know you've said it, like the run defense the last couple of years and and I think a big part of that you 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 said that steadfast the start of the year you liked a lot of things but they're gonna have trouble stopping the run and a big key was because they don't got nobody like that they're just and I'm not even comparing them to 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 Deron Payne I mean he's nasty I mean it's a different that's a different animal that's a run stopper pass rusher that guy can do it all they 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 just the Texans just don't have you know violent uh, uh, physical, um, you know, just they, they you don't they don't have a whole lot of that play up front right now. They they I, I like Malik Collins. I really like the Stallworth kid, which they they just re-upped yeah, him. They, they, they just extended or, or re-upped him uh, today, I believe it was. I, I really like him. But I remember when Taylor Stallworth went, went. I had no idea they signed him. They comes in. They, they put him on the field, and from an, he like jumps off the off the screen. The first game he plays, and it's not because he's sacking a quarterback or make, but he is violently getting to the football, right? I mean, there's no quit, there's no just blind rushing up the field and the plays going in the direction. Like he is violently getting to the football, and when he like like it's like, like he's he's a guy that I could see the old school uh, coaching method of. Like, I don't care who you are. You better be in the camera angle before we click the camera, before it goes off. When we're watching film, you better be where with the, the camera's following the ball. And as a defender, you better be in that camera before we go to the next play. I mean, Stallworth looks like from the defensive line position, he was violently doing that. And it stood out because yeah. nobody because else. nobody else has done nobody, it. Malik, Malik's great. Malik Flash, Malik is, is a, a, the, the better athlete. He's a better overall defensive lineman, I think, in Houston. But when you like Stallworth stood out with with and you gotta have you gotta have seven eight dudes that do that. Yep. And you and and really like Payne, maybe the kid out of Georgia, those are guys Ooh. that are the ones you need. Like those are difference makers. Well, yeah, they're not they don't only, have any they don't have any of that. Well, they don't only they don't. And, only, and I those, think that's a priority. Those guys don't only just play physical and and and, and change the game and chase yeah. the football and arrive violently. I mean, they they are better than everybody else. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like no. they're just athletically bigger, faster, stronger, said, and I mean, you, so it's you said it in the playoffs. Like, and look what Chris look look how yep. much Chris Jones meant to to that team. And like those guys aren't easy to find, but hell, you got. I, I think you. I think that's. I think that's a priority for the Texans yep. moving forward. Big three at three, number three. All right, folks, uh, it's Tuesday, so it's not the middle of the week, as we agreed last week that we get to the middle of the week and uh, and Jordan Alvarez isn't swinging a bat. We're going we, we, we to change our feelings. Have you seen him yet here today? Well, uh, well uh, no, I haven't. And so Dusty <laughs> Dusty was asked earlier about it, said no, uh, 
no update. And more specifically, Dusty is now he's, flat out leaning on HIPAA. He's leaning to HIPAA. I mean, HIPAA violation. He, leaning, he doesn't want he one. Is, he is leaning on HIPAA. You're reading my face? Yeah. No, I can't. Uh, yeah, but then your guy, and our guy, Astros General Manager Dana Brown, uh, he was on ESPN's uh, game broadcast and said he expects Jordan Alvarez, who is struggling with hand soreness, to get into games midway through spring training. He definitely should be back for opening day. He's already feeling a lot better, he said. He's sore. And I just want to remind you that old DB Dana Brown, two days prior to uh, we finding out Lance McCullers six weeks out wasn't going to make it to spring training, said, he's five. Alarms aren't going off at all. Two days later, uh-oh. Mm. Just saying, man. This like can we like this ain't no just regular ass hand soreness. It the middle of spring training. When is that? Tomorrow's March first. The first game is March thirtieth. A couple more weeks. It was a couple days, if you remember, it's at the beginning. Right, it, st- it started last Tuesday, a week from today. But nothing to see here. It started with a just. Uh, he'll be swinging the bat in two days. God, I we hate slipped when this to Friday, happens. and now I hate when old old show mama's right. I'm just. I listen. I hope he gets to, to. I hope he gets to opening day. I hope it's a couple of weeks. Well, look, here's the deal. I don't believe him. Here, here's the deal. We're, we're, like you said, you're you're you're. We're at a week, and if old, if Dana Brown is talking about two more weeks, which would be midway through through spring training, I mean, you three week, two and a half weeks to three weeks. We're not just dealing with soreness. No hand soreness. We're, we're not. We're not just it's just, like they're, you're trying to get something right. There's some kind of some kind of of. He's not swinging minor. Huh? He's not swinging the bat. Well, uh, yeah, you know I, I, mean? I don't know. I mean, it's de- my point is it's definitely not just hand soreness. Like like I said last week, you go two three days. I'm not worried about soreness. It's spring training. He's a little bit of a diva. Cool, no big deal. You go three weeks, yeah. Th- this is about more than just soreness. And this was uh, this seems to be the same issue that that gave him trouble in the second half of the season last year, uh, that uh, that he dealt with. So we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully this is the case. I, I really hope that he is ready for opening day. I really hope he is ready in the middle of the season. But that's a I bad just, situation. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I just to to trust this and them when it comes to injuries, they they have a reputation. It is what it and, is. Uh, no, it, it sure as hell is, and we'll see what happens moving forward. All right, uh, maybe a little uh, a little insight. New reports coming out just in the last 15 minutes or so about Brandon Cooks and his future and what the Texans can be doing there. We'll tell you all about that coming up next. In online. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. You like that one, huh, Well, let that hit for a little bit. <laughs> they call me Big Beach. Oh. I even like it when Tyler does that. Oh. Oh, my All right. Um, so what text in as we were talking about your dad? So what text in show you're whining about the Astros is so annoying. Who cares if they don't want to be honest about injuries? They know what they're doing. All right. That's what Astros fans are. My you fault. Know what I'm my fault. Who gives a damn? Lie to us. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. They got it. They know what they do it. I knew what they was doing with Lance last year. Uh-oh, six weeks. Uh-uh. Nope. Six months. Hey, you right. Y'all got it. My fault. I won't bring that up. Just the best player on the team. Maybe the best hitter in the league. That's it. Struggling with hands issues from last year. But you right. They got it. Who cares? Do what you do. Somebody else who else uh, has it, Tyler, uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, I know uh, Nick was uh, was asked about Brandon Cooks and kind of just threw that on down, just threw that on. This, this was this was a question to Brandon about Brandon Cooks to Nick Casario uh, today at the Combine. This is, what, this is what he had to say. Yeah, I'd say we're kind of in the team-building process here, so every player, every individual situation, we'll look at it, and then ultimately we'll you know do what we feel is best for the team and the organization moving forward. I'll hit him with that best for the, uh, best for the organization. Just best for the team. Now we're getting other reports today, Tyler. You got the latest on potentially what's going on with Brandon Cooks? Yeah, the latest here is coming from Aaron Wilson of Channel 2 KPRC, and that report is that multiple teams are interested in trading for Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Houston and those teams have engaged in, quote, respectful dialogue. The teams are from both the NFC and AFC, according to reports. No deal is imminent. But there is, quote, plenty of interest for Cooks. Mm. All right. All right. No deal. Is, that's going to happen, dog. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I, I think it happens. I, I, think, I think it needs to happen. Um, you know, I, I don't it, it would be really hard for Brandon Cooks at this point, even though I wouldn't put anything past him. It'd be really hard for him to back off of his stance. Um, yeah. And this is this is why. And maybe he don't give a rip, but but this is particularly why you know you you keep it professional. This is precisely why um, you know you don't get caught up in the emotions of the of the trade deadline, and and you you don't miss games, and you don't talk to the media about you know demanding trades. Way back when he said, "I'm not accepting a trade," all the way up until now, where he's, "I'm not interested in a rebuild." It's been an absolute mess with Brandon Cooks. He's all over the place with with how he feels and and what. What he's told the media, literally what he said to the media over the last, let's call it twelve months. Um, I mean, it's been an absolute, I mean, mess. And in the process, I, I think he's thrown, most importantly, Cal McNair uh, and 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 Nick Casario completely under the bus. And I don't know how those guys go back uh, on on wanting Brandon Cooks around. And I don't know how Brandon Cooks goes back to even considering liking what D'Amico brings to the table, feeling like the Texans are going to turn turn the corner and yeah, want to be a part. Want, like you, you said you want said, to be a playoff contender. Yeah, you, well, you've already right? said you want out. You're not interested right. in no rebuild. And you've done it. he's done it in, in a, a very, very disrespectful, unprofessional manner. 
And I don't know how you, you – like, once you step out on that limb, I don't know how you come back. You know what I mean? Like, once you decide that that's going to be your stance, I don't know how you come back. And, uh, you know, the, the unfortunately for the Texans, it, you know, I don't think he is as valuable, and I don't think the league thinks he is as valuable as, you know, the conversations that we've heard around Brandon Cooks. I, I think the the money that he's due next year doesn't doesn't add up to the the production that we've seen. Um, I know I caught some heat about this a year ago. He's not a one. Uh, he's not a one. Uh, damn sure not a one on a on a playoff caliber team right now. Um, some teams that are in the playoffs, he he'd be a three at best. We're being completely honest. Um, and so yeah, I, I just when you look at it, I, I think there will be demand. I think teams will be interested because he is a really good receiver. Used the right way, he's really good. Um, I just I think it's going to be a more complicated situation than one might think because of the money he's due, because of the production this year. Um, teams are going to use that against Houston, and unfortunately, Houston put themselves in that position. Yeah, I, listen, I, I, I've been steadfast. Like you, I, I don't think you can do this to D'Amico. Start this thing off with a player who has done this and said this and had actions like this, actions that go against the team, actions like you just talked about where it's just like, man, you're trying to set something new. You're trying to set an established you know, the C word of culture and like, we just going to let this cat roll through and do this. And and to be honest, you can look and see, especially in what the offense we think is going to be. You could see Brandon cooks having a role. You could see the football player, Brandon cooks being able to be a big asset for this team. But I mean, I think you're beyond that right now. I think you're beyond that with what he did. As you said, you could see him having a role, but he ain't like great. Like he ain't yep. boy, we can't go without. He ain't Debo Samuel. That like that's not that's not what he's bringing to the table. So to me, I think you gotta you gotta just start fresh and move on so you can start this thing right. Too many times they have the Texans have said they're gonna start over and something and just keep leaving just well, some old yeah. some old element there that needed to be put away. Well, and I, I, think I agree, but I, I think away. one of the things one of the things that D'Amico Ryan's and and this is where I think this year's different is in the past, I think Brandon Cooks has been a um, a voice for Nick Casario and Jack Easterby ultimately to the locker room, even a bigger voice than the coaches if we're being completely honest. And the minute he flips, he shows Cal McNair, Hannah McNair, uh, Nick Casario, and really he shows D'Amico Ryans that he – that you can't rely on him, that you can't trust him, that that he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. That yeah, he he may buy in D'Amico. He may buy in and be your be the face of your organization. And he may he may every 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 bit of messaging you need to go to that locker room, he may do. But you know what? The minute you don't win as many games as he thinks you should win, the minute that he's not getting the football the way that he should he should get the football, the minute that you Fire somebody in the organization that should have been should have never been hired. If we're being completely honest, then he is going to be he he will take it to a point of completely doing a one eighty, talking to the media about it, costing himself a game. Like that's what you risk. And when you're dealing with individuals, if they get you once, hey man, okay, now I know who you are, right? 
if you let them get you again, that's shame on you. I, if Go I'm D'Amico Ryan, I, I, I just look. If, if I'm D'Amico Ryan, I just don't know how. Given what what you watched, or given what you've been told now, I don't know how you trust the guy. That's why I said from jump, hey, he's just another player. You want to go in? It's fine. We're not going to put the C on your chest, right? We're, we're, we're not. We're not going to treat you any different. You're not. I mean, you're going to be a player. that has got to come out here and earn a position. At the very least, that's who Brandon Cooks is. At best case scenario, you move him and you don't have to worry about it. Period. From the trailer wheel and frame text line, guys losing can do that to a player regardless of the money he makes. Not saying he was right. Whatever it is, like that's the case. Like for me, I don't even think that's fair because he knew exactly what the hell he was signing up to. All right now, now that's on him. He's a fool if he thought that yeah, Davis Mills I, I just, and company was going was about to start making this thing a playoff team, and he looked at this roster. No, I, I don't believe that. My man got drafted to Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees in New Orleans, then got traded to the to the Patriots, then got traded to the Rams, went to Super Bowls with both the Patriots and the Rams. No, my man didn't look at this and think, now this is this is about to be the playoff contender. Yeah, you, you, no you, chance. You, you, can make, you make all the excuses in the world that you want. He just flipped. It, 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 I mean, this dude was the face and the voice for an, an organization that was admitting they were they were tearing down tearing the sheetrock down in the front office and in the locker room. At the sheetrock. I mean, he. he they, I was they, in a press conference. They were conference. tearing walls down in the, in the in the damn front office. I was in a press conference, Clint, and I asked him about this, and he said, "I remember him saying to me, isn't it going to be amazing when this thing turns around?' And I hope to be a part of it. What's that to yeah. me? Yeah, come on out of here. Yeah, now you make excuses if you want to. At the end of the day, the dude showed he he showed his true colors, and and when it's all said and done. If I'm D'Amico Ryans, there ain't no way in hell I'm trusting that guy to be a leader in my locker room. No. I, it just, it, there just ain't. There's, there's Much no, influence. there's no, there's no. Like, like if you think about it, in, in He's the an energy vampire. In, 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 yeah, I like that. It, 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 when you, when you look at, like, when, when organizations make the the decision to keep influential players around that are capable of of anything it's it's a bad sign i mean if you keep him around and he never makes another peep you pay him 18 million dollars the 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 message that that sends to the rest of the team is you can go to the media and just make a fool out of out of everybody involved if you want we'll pay mm-hmm. you we'll, we'll treat you like a like a like a, a veteran and give you all the perks of being a veteran and We'll, we'll, you know, we'll take care of you. We'll do everything that's in your best interest, and and we just keep on keeping on. It's, I just, I don't know how D'Amico trusts the guy. I don't know how they move forward uh, with him being anything other than just another player in the locker room at the very, at the very most, and best case scenario, moving him. All right, coming up, your chance right now, first chance of the day to win a four pack of tickets. To see Cody Johnson, that's coming up on the other side of this. So make sure you're listening and uh, and ready for that. Your chance to win a four pack of tickets and our Texas Insider. He is live in Indy at the combine. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on this Cook stuff and everything that uh, that Nick Casario had to say today. Brooks Cabina coming up next on the Drive. Sports Radio 610 presents the Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, uh, welcome back into the Drive and. Uh, Man, uh, uh, Tyler, tell Brooks, our Texas insider, to hold up a little bit. We got to hook the folks up right now. Caller number four. Caller number four, 713-572-4610. Caller number four, your chance now 
to win a four-pack of tickets to see Cody Johnson at this year's Houston Rodeo uh, Friday, March 17th. So uh, call in right now. Call on number 4-713-572-4610. Your chance to win a, a four-pack of tickets. Next chance, next time, if you don't, uh, if you're not fortunate to win this time, we are doing it in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Uh, and you can have a chance to win a four-pack of tickets to see Cody Johnson in the 5 o'clock hour as well. So call on number four right now. All right, let's bring in our guy, Texans insider Brooks Cabina, uh, who is live in Indy. And uh, we do want to get to the combine stuff, but uh, just want to hear uh, what you're potentially hearing the latest with Brandon Cooks and – is this a guy that's going to get moved eventually uh, in your eyes, Brooks? Yeah, I think this is still the case where Brandon Cooks will be traded before the season. Um, it's really about finding the right team. Um, Brandon Cooks made it pretty clear on our last day talking to him uh, before the end of the season that he wasn't interested in being a part of a rebuild. But even in the sense of those words, it seemed like he was already saying his goodbyes just in his tone, the way that he was addressing reporters. Um, and the way that Nick Casario has talked about him since has just been basically saying that they're going to do what's best for the team. Uh, what he could say in those moments is reaffirming confidence in Brandon Cooks, which he has not done. Um, I, I do think that this is a situation where the Texans will be trading him. March 15th is when the new league starts. That's when you can sign free agents. That's when you can make trades. So uh, I, I would expect that to be the case. Um, ask, uh, you know, Nick Casario today was asked about uh, whether he'd trade Brandon Cooks, and he he demurred from that. But I, I would still expect that the Texans would be moving on from him and his uh, contract, which is carrying a large, um, substantial portion of their uh, salary cap, which would then be off off the books, which would allow them to then pursue other um, players in free agency to fill out their other needs, and that also brings a lot of of uh, attention to the wide receivers in this draft. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's more likely than not, um, and I don't think that story has really changed since Cook's talk at the end of the year. Well, real quick on that, we, we heard rumors during the season that they, they could have gotten a third or a fourth or something like that, uh, even as high as a second. I'm not sure on that, but you, you spoke about the contract. Is this something in which the Texans are going to take a loss, an L on this, when they trade uh, him, but maybe just doing this, just kind of kind of move on from him? Well, I think it's a loss whenever you give a, a wide receiver a two-year contract extension with $36 million in guaranteed money to only try and trade him halfway through the year and then subsequently try and trade him even successfully after the first year. So just then, that's just not doing business appropriately. That's a Whenever you're giving someone... You know, guaranteed money, that's a person that you're identifying as a long-term piece with the team. So um, in terms of what they get in a return for Cooks, um, this team needs to have space within their cap situation. It, they can't be in another situation that gets area overhauled the last two years, um, but their wide receiver depth is lacking. So um, if that means acquiring a certain amount of picks that allow them to either select a wide receiver in the draft or trade up to get one. That's what's going to be part of this. I don't think with the, uh, with the wide receiver returns 30 in September that you're going to get just the same kind of draft capital that you use to go get him. Um, the Texans spent 
a second round pick to acquire him. I, I doubt that they'd be able to get that back in return if it meant um, the other team took on the $26 million guaranteed in his contract. Maybe if they finagle it a bit, they might get a little bit more. But um, uh, in terms of whether it ends up being a loss for the Texans, I mean, again, to the point of it, that was a player that they wanted to be around. So um, if that doesn't work out, then that, that to start is a problem. But um, in terms of the trade compensation, we'll just have to see what what teams are willing to give and what the Texans are willing to accept. Boy, I would be shocked if if they're able to get a two. Oh hell, no. for Brandon Cook. That's what I, I mean. That 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 seems that seems like I mean that, that that the Texans were the last one to to give that up for Brandon Cooks. But nonetheless, we we, uh, we shall see. Hey, I mean Nick Nick Casario spoke uh, today, as you mentioned. Uh, he he spoke for I don't know seventeen eighteen minutes I think it it sounded like um what 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 uh, what jumped off there uh, for, with the, with the opening comments from Nick. Well, number one, um, the Texans. It's interesting, you know, sitting here near the stadium where they could have secured the number one overall pick, the hail mary, the two point conversion, you know, Lovey Smith and his son coming through the tunnel. I mean, all of that wildness to give the Texans the number two overall pick. There's just been questions about whether the Texans would even be willing to trade up to number one. And from what Nick Casario said today, it seems like they're pretty content at number two. Um, And we've talked about this here. I just think even again, Casario said today that, you know, um, teams typically generally have three to four players that they'd be willing to take in that kind of range. So that means that at the Texans at number two, technically, if one player was taken, that means they'd have two or three guys left that they'd feel comfortable taking at that position. I think the Texans are at acquisition phase. Obviously, they have 11 picks. I think they need to spend the majority of all of those to address all of the needs that they have. Um, so that was that was kind of the major thing. He didn't say definitive either way, um, but I don't think the Texans are moving up to number one, uh, which the Bears hold and seem to be entertaining offers uh, from, say, the Colts or uh, the Panthers or even the Raiders uh, to maybe take the best quarterback available. Um, the other thing from what Nick Casario was talking about today, um, you know, uh, just there were, there were a lot of conversations about players on the roster that he, ne- he didn't really confirm or say or uh, give any um, complete knowledge of, such as the Brandon Cooks trade, which he didn't really say much on. Laramie Tunsil, I think, was probably the biggest on-the-roster news coming out of today uh, because Casario, when he was saying, I, w- I don't talk about conversations with players, he did let on that the conversation with Laramie Tunsil has been really good. Um, Tunsil's made it very clear that he wants to reset the market, stay in Houston with a long-term extension that would probably cost the Texans you know, over $20 million a year. That would, that would be resetting the market in some terms. Uh, but Casario knows that offensive tackle is, a, is an important position, and Tunsil played every single snap offensively for the Texans last year, which is uh, a, a lot to say for um, for that position. And uh, it, it looks like, he, and whenever Casario was talking about that, he said moving towards the situation everyone wants. I think Casario, Tunsil both want him in Houston. I think they'll probably move towards getting that done if the conversations are going good. So those are kind of the main things that came out of that. Uh, there are a lot of draft picks that they have, obviously. Uh, the quarterback situation, he said that um, that was kind of the big thing coming out of just evaluating the NFL combine. Um, they made it clear uh, that they're going to add a quarterback, maybe two. Um, they haven't really 
um, talked about any of the prospects that are available, but Casario did let on that, you know, maybe it's one quarterback and one free agent. Maybe it's two in the draft. Um, I don't think it's really any secret that that number two, they'd probably take one there. So really it's what do they like at that position? Those are questions that Casario deflected. Uh, We'll talk to Danico Ryans tomorrow, but I talked to some other people around the league. Um, They're all available up on the podiums, the GMs, the coaches. Um, And it's, it's 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 really kind of reflexive. You look at teams that build around the quarterback that they have, this West Coast scheme. Um, Kyle Shanahan did not talk this uh, year, um, but got a chance to talk to John Lynch a bit. But in his history with that offense, they're looking at pure passers, guys that are feelers, throwing the ball. You think of those kind of adjectives. I think of uh, Bryce Young, who unfortunately this week won't be throwing at the combine. But we are going to get a look at C.J. Stroud, uh, Will Levis, and then um, obviously Anthony Richardson has been a lot of the talk recently. So seeing those guys, those guys towards the end of the week would really make it interesting to see if the Texans feel good and whether they are one of those three to four players that Casario generically said the teams are willing to pick at that slot. Hey, something, Brooks, that I, I'm interested in, and I, I think Nick spoke about it uh, a little bit today, that he is he was in Indianapolis. Uh, D'Amico is, is going to join him this, this evening, I believe, um, I, what? How much of the staff do you expect to see in Indy this week at some point in time? And and what are you seeing from other teams in terms of kind of how many, how much personnel they have down there uh, relative to what the Texans have? Well, none of the Texans coaches are coming other than D'Amico uh, at D'Amico all. You, 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 you heard that as they're not coming at all. Yeah, the, oh, the, wow. the coaching staff stayed behind, um, and that makes a lot of sense. Because they just announced them Friday, and that would mean that they need to commiserate and talk about um, what their their uh, style of play is going to be, what kind of free agents they're going to be pursuing. And that's just a lot of office work That's um, they've kind of got set behind the ball doing. So, Brooks, you don't think they can I mean, do that in four days? You don't think they could do that after the combine, after they kind of get their eyes on these players that they're going to be drafted? Well, I mean, look, I, I'm just—it's—it's it's important that the combine be there, but I also think that Nick Casario is very—I'm just saying how I evaluate this team and what I hear about it and yeah. what it looks like. It looks like, you know, they—they're very uh, confident in their personnel staff, which, um, you know, to say things like being okay at number two and having three to four players. And I remember Casario was saying they started evaluating, evaluating college players earlier than he ever did it. Uh, during the 2022 season so that's department staff all those uh, all those scouts and uh, department heads and and people within that um, that personnel group those are people that did all the homework and now they're trying to match that with what the coaches have so the coaches are going to give them information based on what they like and they know a little bit about that but a lot of this right now is just evaluating the talent that's there and then they can go back and talk to the coaches after that and say, okay, here are the players that match up. We know what kind of player they are. Um, and I think that's the way that they're approaching this. All right, Brooks, man, we appreciate you jumping on with this. Uh, we will uh, we will talk to you next week, and, uh, and uh, hopefully we see some guys that stand out to you coming up in the next several days. I'm sure we will. Uh, I think there's a potential Texan starter working out on it each of every day. So, um, I hope so. You know, they, they, they got 11 picks. And here's the thing, and I'll drop this thing because I'm writing a story right here that's going to come out later. Um, the average for the playoff team in terms of play, snap share for 
uh, players that have been drafted by those teams, 55.9%. So that means like more than half of the players on playoff teams were drafted by that team um, in terms of how many times, how, how often they play on the team. The Texans, 30.2%. Um, you know, they've only had so many draft picks the last couple of years and the roster's been overhauled. That just tells you how important this draft is. I mean, they've, they've got 11 picks. They've got two first-rounders this year and the next, and that should also give you a little bit of a window to how the Texans are expected to improve and how swiftly. So um, it is important. And uh, like like I, I would, if I were the coaches, I'd probably want to be here too. So all of that is interesting, um, and there are plenty of players to watch throughout the week, and they'll get started with workouts and interviews starting tomorrow. All right, Brooks, appreciate you, man, and enjoy yourself in Indy, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys, y'all take care. All right, that's our Texans insider, Brooks Cabina. Uh, Clint, we are going to have to talk about that. I thought that's yes. what I heard. I thought that's what I heard right off the bat. But I did want to wait a little bit because we, we talked. Your perspective was maybe he thought they just weren't coming immediately. But when he said they got to wait and work on the scheme, I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh they're not yeah. coming at all. Yeah, that's, I, 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 that is that is interesting mm-hmm. to say the least. Well, I've talked about it multiple times, man. I, I it, it it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me on on several fronts. Um, now, the, you know, opening day uh, when the the general managers and the the head coaches are speaking the first couple of days, and there's not maybe there's not a whole lot of 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 interaction with players and 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 and. Uh, you know, action on the field to evaluate, then you know that's a little different animal. But but the entire time, yeah, sure, we got to we got to uh, we got to circle back to that. Yeah, we got to get back to that. All right, what you got coming up in the fourth? Well, hell, you just said it. It don't make no sense to me. We we got we got some audio of Nick Casario talking about who is at the combine right now, who's who's joining him, which uh, leads us to a to to a spot of of something we got to cuss and discuss. We'll do that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.